I had to kind of step back and realize you're doing great and the only thing that will hinder your progress or stop it is if you keep trying to force it to be perfect. Every podcast has an opening song. This is ours. It's not very long. Chase, I think our opening song needs to be a little bit longer. I'm singing more of our opening song to intro our show called Behind Two Blondes. Hi, everyone. My name is Chase O'Donnell. And I'm Savannah Brown. Together, we started a comedy duo called Two Blondes. Every week, Savannah and I interview a successful 20-something who is pursuing their passion in an attempt to pick up some pointers of our own and hopefully inspire you to get out there and do the same. Today, we are interviewing Katie Wee. Katie is a yogi and trainer at LA's premier cardio climbing studio, Rise Nation. But that's not all. She also plays a lead role in Return of the Mac on Pop TV. And she just did a feature film. And was on Act- Access Hollywood. Hollywood. That you always call <laughs> I always say <laughs> Actors Access. I get very confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you see Actors Access? And I'm like, Access Hollywood. Access Hollywood. <laughs> we are so happy to talk to Katie and see what it's like pursuing two very different but equally fulfilling passions and what it's taken her to actually rise to the top. Get see it? what I did? Rise <laughs> Nation to the top. Yeah. Kill it. Oh my god. Look at that intro. <laughs> How can I live up to that? Well, you can let us know what you're drinking for our brunch interview. Um, I am drinking an almond milk latte, and then I think I'll have to follow it up with a mimosa. I'm drinking a mimosa, too. I've been drinking mimosas all day, but now I've just um, now it's just orange juice. Is really? really? You're, you're shockingly sober for all-day mimosas. Yes. Very impressive. <laughs> Before we hop into our interview, we must tell you all what is on our brunch menu today because I don't know if you know this, but we only interview guests over brunch. Savannah, what's on the menu? Spicy black bean and kale enchiladas with cheddar cheese. Yum. Mm. So delicious. Thank you, Blue Apron. They are the ones sponsoring FOU Studios and our Behind Two Blondes podcast, and we owe it all to them. And guess what? If you want to, well, not you, we're already eating it, but if you listening want to also eat such a delicious meal, then head over to blueapron.com slash two blondes spelled T-O-O. And you will get three free meals shipped to your door, free shipping included on us, on us. And it will actually help out our podcast. So please thank thank you. you. We appreciate it. Now, are you Katie Wee now or Katie Keefe? Well, legally Katie Keefe, but I still go by Katie Wee for acting. Me too. Um, not not yeah. my name, but. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awkward. That'd be awkward. Um, I stole your name. I know, right? Um, I am a big yeah, fan, but. I'm sure you enjoy it too. It's kind of fun to have like two identities. Like, it's strange. You, yeah, you, you kind of like, I think about the name if you know, as an actress that you'd want to make famous. And I'm like, well, it's the name I grew up with. Yeah, Not this, like, new name. What is that name? Like, I don't – people people call me that. I'm like, what? doesn't feel me. like it's mine yet. Yeah. It's not me. Who are you talking about? No, it's yeah. a hard yeah. switch, though. I'm like, Instagram, Facebook. What do I want to decide for this? I know. Business? Yeah. My agents told me to go back to Katie Wee on social media, um, so it was less oh, confusing wow. because now social media seems to be such a part of everything. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like – it's I, I that was one of the questions I was gonna ask you later on in the interview 
but maybe we can just jump right in with this question. Yeah. How much has social media been a factor in your career? Because you're doing acting but and, and fitness and like, I don't know, what, what's it yeah. like using social media for that? For me, it really hasn't been a huge factor in my career. Um, I think some people who are like influencers would have different answers um, because I think it's helped influencers and people who have big followings a lot. Um, you hear all the time about YouTubers and even Instagram influencers sort of like getting up for parts that I wouldn't say that they wouldn't ordinarily, but they're maybe have like two IMDb credits and they're going up against people who all have like 20 or more. Um, so it, it's giving people a leg up for sure. Um, and that's not to say that it's not deserved. I'm sure some of them are wonderful. And there's it's just a new source of... Um, of sort of um, street cred, I guess. It used yeah, to be yeah. like credits, representation, um, real footage, things like that. Now, how many followers you have is something too. But for me, I haven't been like avidly like building my social media or anything. Um, so I use it as a platform to, to show the different things I'm doing to my friends and family. But mine is still largely just like a personal feed yeah. for me. I like to keep it private too. I mean, especially like yeah. my own private one. It's just like I don't, I don't mm -hmm. want a bunch of rando people following yeah, exactly. me. And remember when MySpace came out? And I don't know if your parents are this way, but it was like it has to be private because yeah. who's gonna follow you? And now it's right. so what normal kind of creeps? to have your any uh, like profile public. It's like I know normal for anyone to be able to see what's going on in your life. It's totally I know changed. Yeah, I think I, I've thought about it a lot. Like, I've struggled with it. Like, should I, you know, so many people are using their pages as basically like a business page, like yeah. a self-promotion, whatever the business is. And in this case, for acting, the business is me. Um, and every time I think about doing something like that, I'm like, oh, no, it feels so cheap. Like, I, I really enjoy going through my feed and seeing my friends' legitimate lives and real things that they're doing and actual opinions on things. I don't want to all of a sudden become just like a, a poster child of fake of like, this is how I feel about this. And uh -huh. that, that was my, you know, that just feels like an advertisement. Yeah. You don't yeah, want to be an advertisement. Yeah. Oh, like um, the people on Bachelor Nation. Um, do you watch Bachelor in Paradise? No. It's but a guilty pleasure. Funny, one of our yes, no. I, I have before, but I'm not watching it now. And that's funny because the episode, I'm, I'm auditioning for a new series regular on Unreal tomorrow. And that's right. it involves like a whole Bachelor in Paradise you situation. You have to study up. So, you yeah, have I know. To I need to like watch Bachelor every now. episode tonight. Um, So, backstory for our listener. So, not sure. You, whoever's you. listening right now. Whoever's listening right Thank now. You Thank listening. you for listening. Um, Katie was on UCLA dance team for four years. I came in right when she was exiting, and I happened to get her uniform. They give us oh. they give us the uniforms, oh. and so I stalked Katie. I was her biggest fan, and being on the team for four years is a huge deal. And then I've just been following her ever since, and she's done incredible things. and And so I asked her to podcast, and she answered right back, and was just a sweetheart. And so oh. that's we're so, we're so happy to have, to you. have you. So thank you guys. That's so sweet, Savannah. Thank oh, you. Oh, I'm like your biggest, <laughs> biggest fan. Biggest. <laughs> that's Katie adorable. Fan. And thank you, thank you. There's not very many right now, so Aww. you're like fan number five. I'm, I'm a. We're big fans. <laughs> five and six. Virtual oh. cheers. Cheers. Now this Rise Nation thing has kicked off, and Rise mm -hmm. Nation's this fitness. It, you were part of the first instructors? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I feel like 
Uh, it's good to talk about Rise Nation and the capacity of, like, whenever people are looking at my life, they think, like, oh, Rise Nation, like, that must be, um, you know, your main career because I, I'm posting about it so much and I'm doing it every day. It's great, yeah. Um, but it's amazing what a happy accident it was because for me, being an actress, like, I... Sorry, my dog is biting me. Stop it. Um, just leave me alone. Um, being an actress, my income was always really spotty. Like, you book something, the residuals come, it goes away, you know, and um, survival jobs. So many people have actress jobs, I'm sorry, um, waitress jobs or yep. hostess or whatever it is, babysitting. Yep. Um, and I sort of had a slew of, like, personal assistant jobs and things that just were really draining and made me really unhappy and feel super subservient and powerless and kind of just... Uh, angsty and unhappy and then yeah. I felt like I was always putting that on my career like I needed to book that job because I needed to get out of this life mm -hmm. um, I felt like I needed rescuing from my like regular life and it was frustrating to be um, a college grad with a good education and sort of only be available and able to do jobs that were kind of um, menial and hourly um, because that just time-wise I couldn't commit to something more yeah but there's not that many thought. Exactly. There's not that many professional jobs that, um, you know, you can just do a couple hours a day or here and there. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I started teaching fitness classes and um, I uh, fell in love with it. I just absolutely fell in love with it. Fitness has always been like a big part of my life, just working out for myself. But I didn't realize how much I would love teaching. And Rise Nation has been my favorite thing to teach um, because it's a 30-minute class and it's sort of 30 like... 30 minutes? Yeah, I already love and it. And there's, um, I know, <laughs> it's on a Versa climber, um, which is a really cool cardio machine. It's kind of like an elliptical meets a stairmaster. Um, zero impact feels really good while you're doing it. Um, but we do like a light show on the ceiling. So as an instructor, you get to like choreograph this whole sequence of movements and then also like have your own light show go with it. So it feels <sighs> like putting on a performance every time. Um, do you choose, and your, you choose your music? Yeah, you choose your own music, your own playlist, your own sequencing. So for me, it's super creative. I feel like I'm choreographing every morning um, and putting it with like a whole theater performance. You can make the lights go all black and then like kind of like look like a wave-like motion or um, like like they're the crashing lights. down on you. Yeah, the colors, they can be rainbow, <laughs> which can be like all these different cool sequences. It's amazing. Um, and not to mention you burn like so many calories and my fitness has never been better just from teaching there and um, taking class there and stuff. And at first I just did it honestly because I needed money. I was like, I, okay, I got to figure this out. I'm going to have to like work out a lot. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, I started to love it because you get to see all these students day in and day out that lo like love it and that you impact their lives positively. And I think as an artist, um, we always want to put our creativity out there mm -hmm. and we always want to be heard and seen. But the way it is with acting, you don't get to do that until someone else hires you yeah. unless you're creating your own content, which is incredible. Um, but it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And um, to have my day job be something so rewarding where every day I'm interacting with people yeah. and um, being accountable and needing to show up somewhere and having some consistency in my life, that's been so incredible i really thought i wasn't gonna love it this much and i'm like oh my gosh i found like another passion i it's feel like huge um, now. yeah it's, it's getting huge it's actually opening in new york at some point um oh, stop in the next it. year i'm gonna yeah. apply to yeah me. you should See, i'm just oh, copying what katie does yeah. but I'm <laughs> you have to i actually oh got gosh. one of the dance team girls um to start teaching there um chandler she was she's younger than you oh and my gosh. um 
Yeah, she. I was. I coached the UCLA dance team last year. I um, saw with that. Nicole Cohen. Yeah, great experience for me, and I, I love the girls. Um, and now you're a yoga instructor. Yeah, yeah. I um same same as around the time I started teaching at Rise Nation, as I got certified for yoga, and the actual training was incredible. I got trained at Core Power, but that was so great for me too. And I teach yoga mostly private clients at this point. Um, both of those have been incredible tools for me. I think sometimes you don't know uh, sort of all the reasons why things matter in your life. You don't really know, you know, the dots all connect and reverse yeah. that that um, quote. I don't exactly know why yoga and fitness and all these things have been placed in my life and why they've been so rewarding for me and so fun and so big. But I do feel that there's some reason. It's yeah. sort of like a side detour well, that I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was going here, but I love it. <laughs> I have a question, which mm -hmm. I think I know the answer. Once you started like living this life to your fullest, having your day job be something you actually love to do and not one mm -hmm. where you were struggling, like, how did that help your acting career? Because I imagine you started going in on auditions and not mm -hmm. you weren't desperate anymore. Yeah. You were the casting directors probably saw a different side of you and did yeah. you start booking more ever since getting the yeah. like, fitness side? Totally, completely. I felt that um, once I stopped needing the jobs because I know in my heart that all my financial needs are met mm -hmm. by just going to work every day in a job where I work like at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., so I'm always done by the time there's auditions and if yeah. I have auditions, I just sub out. But um Knowing that my life, which is not mutually exclusive from acting, that still allows acting, um, supports me, allows you to go in there and just enjoy it and just have the freedom to know. Sometimes you're going in going, it's amazing they're bringing me in for this role. Like, I, I, I am not this person. Um, so I'm going to just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And not everything is like I need to squeeze the life out of it. Sometimes you're like, I got this. This nobody is more this character than me. And still, those times you might not book it. That happens Just all the devastating. time. Devastating. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but sometimes you go in and you're like, okay, this is sort of like round hole, square peg. Gonna give it my best, but mm -hmm. it takes the pressure off. You just sort of decide to go in there and do the best you can, and leave it, and, and enjoy it, it and then be done. Mm -hmm. And that is so what it is. And people will tell you that until they're blue in the face. Um, but I. I didn't feel that until I really had something else that was fulfilling. And I think as artists, we get scared to take on other things because we're like, I have to hold all this space in my life for my passion, for my what I want my career to grow into. Mm -hmm. But I feel like until it grows into that big, make your life that big. crowded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make, fill it up with r meaningful things because they all influence how you approach your craft. Um, when you when you see 30 people a day that you have conversations with that are all different and you kind of pick up on little things about different people and you are there for a student who's having a really rough day um, and you interact with your front desk staff and then the next day you have an audition for something that's like all office banter. Well, Done. if I've never worked with like anyone, <laughs> how could I possibly know what like office banter is? If I'm hanging around the studio for like an hour after my class and just talking to everybody and helping organize things and helping with the inventory, like of course I can relate to those things. But yeah. I think to put ourselves in sort of like a um, art artistic incubator, for some people it really works. But for me, I try to stay as busy and as full as possible with mm -hmm. other things. And then the second, like you book something like what happened with Return of the Mac, I had to clear everything out, mm -hmm. but it was fine. And then when it's done shooting, I bring it all back in. And um, did you book Return of the Mac after you had like found Rise yeah. Nation? 
That's really yeah. Interesting. I got chills. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a delicate balance because I found Rise Nation and I started teaching yoga and being pretty type A and like very overly um I'm not realistic about how much I can handle sometimes. I took on way too much. I was teaching a ton of classes, and then I was managing a yoga studio, Playlist Yoga, wow. which is great. That's where I teach. Um, and I was coaching the dance team. Um, and uh, my parents have a yoga studio, and I do their hiring and their scheduling. So, so you were doing, doing everything. Like, yeah, like five jobs. Um, you just did that. And <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm sure we've all been there. And it felt great because I was like, for the first time, I have like consistent income, like really good consistent income with all these jobs. Um, but I was like working seven days a week and crazy. And I just sort of had a moment where I thought to myself, just like one off random moment, not like a special moment, just like, huh, maybe I'm doing too much. And then once I thought that, I was like, I can't shake that feeling. And then I kind of sat down and I wrote down all my jobs, how much they each brought in from me and how much time and stress they gave me, like scale of one to 10. And it was really clear what I needed to eliminate. So I eliminated a couple things and scaled Whoa. back on a couple of things. What a great um, exercise. Just write it down. What, yeah. what it brings. And it wasn't just what it brings financially, what it brings to your life emotionally. Is that what you wrote yeah, down? Yeah, exactly. Like how much money? What's the number? And then how much stress does it cause? Scale mm. of one to 10. And how much time does it take? Um, oh, I and that's amazing. Yeah. Some of those, some of those jobs, like teaching a 30 minute Rise Nation class, I'm like, I'm getting my workout. I'm getting paid. Um, I enjoy it's it. Reducing stress, I enjoy it. Like that is really easy to like keep, you know. And mm -hmm. then there's some jobs that when you're you're done, you're not really done. You're uh, you're answering your phone until you go to bed at night. Yeah. You're waking up and checking first thing. You're responsible and accountable for a lot of things, even if you go out of town. Mm -hmm. um, and it was clear to me what I needed to do, so I stepped back from a couple jobs. And then a week later, I booked Return of the Mac. Wow, so, you cleared the space. Yeah, you have to clear the space. So it's it's a delicate balance of keeping yourself energized and fulfilled and um, busy to a point that keeps you happy, um, but, but then also, also having space. And trusting that you had to kind of let go of a more income, but yeah. kind of trust that by doing so, something better will replace it. And it did. Exactly. Exactly. That is the universe saying like, yep. big time. That is so yes. cool. No, it's that exactly happening. that. And I was a little stressed, but not like, I was like, okay, ooh, I've gotten used to living on this much money. I'm going to live on like $1,500 less every month. Like that doesn't feel like nothing. It feels like oh. significant. And, um, but I was only worried for like a little bit. And then I wasn't, I was sort of just like, I have this feeling that if I clear a space, something will come in. And I think the more you trust in the universe and the more you move with the universal flow, because I could have had that thought, maybe I'm doing too much and gone, stop it, stop it, stop it. My fear-based thinking wants to keep me in this place of making this much money yeah. and having a full life. But you listen to that thought and you go, oh, okay, I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to honor that and clear a space. Um, and then the universe rewards you for listening, where yeah. if you just constantly go, no, 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 mm -hmm. eventually, even if you do listen to the universe that one time, it's not necessarily going to give you back um, the reward because you've gotten in the habit of rejecting signs yeah it's i i hear stories like this all the time and i believe it so much like even uh, my friend danielle was working a job with me and she quit and three days later she got a job at conan and it was like she didn't wait to qu quit once she got conan it was yeah. like you know what i mean like i hear this all the time and i think it's so yeah. true that you have to just listen to what what the universe or god or whatever you want to call it is telling you mm -hmm. Yeah.
Wow, I am just gonna take a second here um, to reflect on the interview so far. It has been an amazing interview. You know, it's been almost better. Our meal from Our Blue brunch. Apron. Yeah. You read my mind. Yeah. yeah. It's been almost, almost, almost as good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to get in on on uh, Blue Apron's fantastic offer, three free meals on us, head over to blueapron.com slash two blonde spelled T-O-O. Because that's how you spell two. Correct. <laughs> Correctly. Thank you. Back to the interview. Does even yoga help you with that? Because I know you're Mm -hmm. teaching yoga, so it kind of takes out. You're still teaching, so you can't really get in probably to the zone as much as you'd want to. The zen state. The zen state. Yes. (laughs) But is it, can you still kind of find that peace when you're teaching? Oh, yeah. I think not, yes, when I'm teaching, but mostly just when I got into yoga. I think that that was a really... um, like I'd always been doing some yoga because my parents own a studio, but when I started doing it for myself and I found core power and sort of that training program and got really into that um, and started focusing more on mindfulness, acceptance, um, those are those are two really hard ones. Being mindful is the hardest thing ever, you know. But oh, know. when you're being when you're being forced to go like I'm just focusing on my right elbow, like, and you're just so thinking about hard. one thing at a time, and then I'm just thinking about like my left fingertips, like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> you get really in the zone, and then it becomes easy to go from like one thing to the next to the next. Where when your mind is a million places, um, you can't really get anything done. Too. Yes. Oh, it's been so good for my oh. acting. Yoga has been the best for my acting. Um, my struggle with yoga is I'm not very flexible. So oh, I'm I have, sure you'd be fine. I have to do Bikram. That's what I grew up doing. And Bikram, um, okay. if you go to if you go to Core Power, they use the heat, but it's a different sequence. Okay. Um, so maybe I should and try it. for me, it was better because like I love Bikram, um, and my parents have that studio, so like I've done it forever. But um, I needed something more moderate because it's a little too I'm, it's a little too intense and I can't gear up for that every day. I'm so, neither. And and they don't talk at all about the mindfulness aspect since you get it, but um I loved being somewhere where they were actually actively telling you like Remember. accept whatever you got today yeah. or like um look into your mind and rather than trying to change anything uh, like whatever you're thinking, just be okay with it. Just yeah. accept it or um, however you came in feeling, just decide to be here now for an hour. Like all those things were so good for me to hear and sort of let soak in. As dancers, because um, you were a dancer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was too, and obviously Savannah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, growing up in ballet class, it's very much like, all right, do you have the perfect technique? Are you yeah. good enough to get the teacher's attention? And then mm-hmm, when right. I got into yoga, um, it was such a shock being like, oh, I don't have to be the best one in the class. And like, yeah. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to point my feet. You're like speaking to my heart because <laughs> being a dancer, yes, you like, per- perfect is a word in your vocabulary that you yeah. feel is okay to talk about, aspire to. That's so true. Um, yeah. You just, just accept it. Like, that thing. That's <laughs> yeah, in my head from like, dancing. Yeah, we... we literally ballet is the pursuit of perfection and even though you know it's not physically possible really for anybody you all still strive for it that's just the dogma um and that was heavily like in my head and i have had really to do a lot of work on myself i think as an actor over the past how long has it been um 10 years or i would have quit and Mm -hmm. a lot of the work i had to do was letting go of being perfect because I didn't realize how much it was driving me crazy. Yeah. Um, trying to perfect auditions, trying to perfect my career, trying to perfect my path. 
um, and mm. how much I was struggling from feeling like I wasn't meeting my own perfect expectations. And that really is crazy because I had to kind of step back and realize you're doing great and the only thing that will hinder your progress or stop it is if you keep trying to force it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. that, that will never make you happy and you'll never meet your own standards. And this business is so hard that you can't also have expectations on yourself that are like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think like You'll drive being yourself okay crazy. with, yeah, being okay with just things happen as they happen and it's never perfect. And even if, um, like Savannah, it's so sweet that you say that you are watching my career and stuff, but like, even if you, um, can look at someone else's path and think like, oh, they're doing it perfectly. To the person in the shoes doesn't feel never that way. feels like that. Yeah. Um, it feels awful. Like currently I'm like waiting to find out if we're getting picked up for a second season, mm -hmm. have no information and out can like we, hustling for another job. Can we yeah. give reviews on it or something and help? Oh, of, oh, you're so sweet. Oh, please tell us. I don't think us. so at this point. Okay. I think like, I think I know it's Amazon does money the thing. Oh, no. Okay. I know you're so sweet. You could always rate it on IMDb if you oh, want. Oh, I will. <laughs> Chase, um, we're there. Oh, we're done. We're done. You're so done. sweet. Um, but okay. yeah, even, even when you're in like a spot that you would have been killing someone to be in five years ago, yeah. it doesn't feel like that. And letting go of perfection for me has been really, really valuable. Yeah. And not, I think going back to the fitness thing, cause acting is in a way like dance, like trying to prove yourself. Can I be like, I need to get cast this and that and having a career that you're so passionate about on top of this, it's kind of yeah. like, it takes that off of you too. Like you are waiting to hear, are you going to get another season? But you're happy in your life. But you're happy regardless, yes. which is, really yeah. powerful yeah I I do feel that like I um I was auditioning for a series regular on a show that's already on the air um last week and I got to the screen test and it was me and three other people okay, virtual, and chairs. virtual chairs that's an accomplishment oh, already that's huge. You, virtual chairs. so this is it was not my first time testing um but first time testing for this network um and you get filled with so many nerves. You know, you have to do your contract before oh, you test. see the number, you, how much you'll you be You see the number, you, you envision yourself. You can't eat, uh, I've tested a few times and thought like about booking it. And so this time I was like, well then don't think about booking it. Don't think about, you know, the next six years of your life on the show and you know, all yeah. the money and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> don't even think about it. And I actively didn't think about it. And it was, it was after I did not get it that I realized I had really, somehow even still thought about it like it had seeped into my subconscious you oh, know nice. you oh. picture yourself with it um but I had a really nice revelation where I thought okay you know this wasn't my role um I got really close I'm proud of myself um and I don't need to be rescued from my life I was I, the don't next morning I had to wake up yeah and the next morning I woke up at six got to my class at 7 30 I got to see all my regular students that are happy to see me I got to play my favorite music by the time I left, I felt like cleansed of the whole bummer. I was like, mm, like I'm good. I'm really good. That's and beautiful. It, it's kind of nice to feel like, um, yeah, you don't need these things, even when they're really good. You know, mm -hmm. like it's easy to yeah. go. I don't need this random, um, you know, indie movie that's not even well written. But it's hard to go. I don't need this network job. That pays that's like a certain a, that pay. You know, that would it, boost my acting career. Yeah. But it is it's nice hard. to feel like 
I'm still good, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm good where I am for it's now. Just like they put everything in front of you, though, that contract, and you see the numbers, yeah. like Chase is saying, and it's every commercial I go in for. I picture myself, and I go, I could do that. Well, here's I where, yeah. I wonder yeah. if you have an answer for this. Like, there's a fine line between, like, you know, doing your vision boards and putting yeah. out there, like, what it is you want and, like, focusing on it, closing your eyes, imagining yourself in the situation as a, like, tool to Mm -hmm. get what you want but at the same time you're setting yourself up to be let down if it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. so there's like that fine line because I do believe in visualizing it I think um that's such a good question for me I never visualize the um getting the role but I do visualize on a deeper level like I think it's best to visualize the life you're going to have like fast forward to 20 years from now or 10 years from now Mm. what does your life look like and how do you feel in it? And what do you do every day when you wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. And um, wh- who are the people around you? And what value do they bring to your life? And uh, so I see myself so fulfilled in my passion. And I see myself like, you know, um, impacting the world in the way that I'm meant to. Um, and you, you feel all these things on the deepest level. Mm-hmm. So then the details are the audition you have on Tuesday or the movie thing that you audition for. Those things I don't visualize. If they end up playing into my bigger picture, great, because I know what my bigger picture is, and I'm solid on that. And they will be in your that. life for that reason. Yeah, exactly. So I sort of feel like envision the big picture, and then whatever happens, happens with these little things. Um, if they're meant to be that. part of your picture, great. They'll, they'll be in there. If they're not, they won't be. And I get – I can't, my mom was asking me, like, how many auditions do you think you go on a year? And I was like, oh, don't even. I don't know. I don't know. Basically, you're just trying to get to like how many things do you book out of how many things do you audition for? You yeah. know, parents trying to like figure things out for you. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. But if I had to guess, I would say I've been on like 80 to 100 auditions in the past 365 days, and I've booked two of them. So that's a oh, really that's, like you know what I mean. That's like that's so like cool really, to hear though. Yeah, you like see the, you on this. TV, TV show as a movie, yeah. like uh, getting stuff, but it's crazy to like hear that it's booking mm. one out of a hundred. Yes, and you can't damper your um, talent and your light by every rejection. Yeah. Like that to me is like I've gotten tougher and tougher in this business without losing. My goal has been to not lose my sensitivity or my kindness because those things are what make you you and make mm-hmm. you successful in what you do. And you can't stop loving people. You can't stop loving what you do. Mm-hmm. But you do have to just get over stuff faster. And not for them. Not so that it's easier for other people. So that it's easier for you and so that you can keep shining. Otherwise, it's it's rookie shit to go mm-hmm. like, I didn't, get the, I didn't get that co-star on, you know, NCIS. And I just I got so close and they were so nice to me on the way out. And... Uh, but I just yeah. I, maybe maybe they'll bring me in again. Like fuck yep. that. Just, <laughs> just move on. Be like I did a great job. They didn't want me. Whatever. Like that, that doesn't mean be I'm any less. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean I'm any less. I don't feel that. I don't let that into my soul for two seconds. Like, and every once in a while something will blindside you, and you'll get really like your panties in a bunch about something, and you'll be like, <laughs> oh, I didn't get that. And like I really wanted it. And that happens to me. It happens to all of us. But. You have to try whenever possible to not make a mountain out of a molehill. Like if I'm seeing friends that are actors <laughs> and they're like, the other like, how was um how was your audition um for that thing? And I already know I didn't get it, 
rather than, you know, like my test. A lot of my friends have been like, how was the test? And I'm just like, fine, didn't get it. I'm totally fine. And they're like, it's going to be the next one. And they're, everyone's so nice. And you're like, okay, I know these people need to say this for them, but I honestly am fine. And like, it took me a little bit of time on my own to like have to meditate on this and sort of like really come to a place where I felt okay with everything. Mm -hmm. But in general, you really have to just pick yourself up, move on, because that's what will keep you in the game, and that will, is what will keep you from quitting, and that's what will make you beat out other people and outlive other people in this business. Outlive. Because Outlast, every outlive, year, survivor. yeah, every mm -hmm. year I have friends quit, and I'm not. I'm only 28, and like I have seen my like actor pool of friends just dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, and it comes down to like people can't handle the rejection, so handle the rejection be okay with it and don't let it take away from you it's just what it is you, everyone goes through it do you surround yourself with a um so you go on about 80 auditions a year that's a lot I mean that's a good amount and I love that you gave the numbers of how many you book do you surround yourself with a really good team because they seem to be getting you in for the right jobs right like um did you struggle at all to get with the right agent and did yes you, did you go through that um like I think a lot of actors do finding the right fit people that bring totally. positivity to your life instead of just being yes. awful. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, so I got, I decided uh, I was wanting to try to get reps right after I graduated. Mm -hmm. And I had some atrocious, like I could, like horrible meetings. People that were like, yeah, we don't, we don't work with people like you. Like, I'm awful. Oh. Straight up projection of like, you don't have enough credits, like, I'm sorry, like this is, this is, yeah. you know, just awful, uncomfortable meetings. It's the worst. We and then I was them. on like, I had somebody reach out to me on like backstage.com and, and it ended up being like a manager that was just starting and I signed with him and like, oh, wow. it was just like, there were no auditions. It was kind of like, they were trying their best, but it didn't really work out. Um, I got an agent who didn't want me, but like basically was like, fine, I'll give it a try. Like basically you said that to me. You struggled to get an agent. Um, who wouldn't would want you? That's oh my God, so you're so crazy. sweet. You know, when, it's the worst thing when like, you know, you have to have a, an agent to get auditions and nobody wants um, to give you an audition if you don't have any credits. And like, it's just it's this whole, whole it's really 22. hard. Yeah, 21. Right. Catch 22 or 21? 22, I think. But I, I don't know why. I read it that. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. But, Catch um, 21. I, Snowden was in Forever 21. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um, <laughs> it works. I'm like, we're just making everyone's stuff. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a series of really bad agents and managers. And then my brother, who's in the business, I just said, hey, is there anyone you can set me up with? Like, Who's and decent. he was like, yeah, and he was even like, oh, because I have, like, one indie film credit. And he was like, you know, I can try. And he had a friend who he was like, she'll take a meeting with you, but it's just a, an informational meeting. Um, she's a manager. Um, just to, and I was like, great, an informational meeting with a manager. I'm like, how to get a manager? Thanks so much. But I'm like, I, you know, nonetheless, you wake up, you get dressed to the nines, you do your hair, Always. you do your makeup. You are like all out and I'm sitting in the waiting room and I remember thinking that day like, I'm a star. Maybe she knows, maybe she doesn't. I don't know. I'm a star for I had, you. I, I had one credit to my name, but like I needed to be in there not like, hi, thanks for taking the meeting. Like I needed to be in there like, hi, nice to meet you. Are you smart enough to see that I'm going to be great one day? Like I just, I was feeling that way in the waiting room and then I met her and she's just this ballsy little 
what do you call her, Abby? Abby is like <laughs> this firecracker. Talks so much shit. Like every word out of her mouth is disgusting. She's either swearing or speaking something like just talking dirty. Like she's hilarious. She's so funny. She's a ball buster. She weighs about like 90 pounds, dripping wet, but talks <laughs> with this like booming voice. Like she's like such a boss. Um, and I sat down and talked to her for like a few minutes and she goes, okay, so I'm gonna sign you. And um, I want, like, it was just, we were shooting the shit and loving each other. Like it was immediately like, like you're a tough bitch, I'm a tough bitch. Like, but, but like being funny and like having a great time. And I was just treating it like a t opportunity to be charming and funny and fun. And it's like, don't go in there with like half of your personality showing, go yeah. in there with like, your latte self fired up, like be your full self. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, over the top and annoying, but like give them the full picture right away. Yeah. Don't feel like you have the opportunity to like let it come out over an hour long meeting. Like they want this to be over in 20 minutes. Yeah. So um, give them everything. Yeah. And I just got really lucky with her and she still with immediately, her. Yes. Wow. Yes. 10 years later, she immediately was like we're firing your agent because I had a terrible agent she called him and like got the best kick out of firing him and told me like everything he said of course um she just loved it and I was like god I love this girl she got me an audition um to put on tape like that day so I went home and I put it on tape and it was miraculous because it was for pilot and I hadn't gone out for any pilots at that point it was his first series regular um which was way bigger than anything I should have been going out for um and they loved my tape and brought me straight to producers like the next day um Scott so was she right was person. like she was wow. like I have this magic client and I felt like I have this magic manager she believed in me found a role that was right for me the day I signed with her like she was a godsend for me um and she's been like my ride or die I mean <sighs> she's good I, too. we've moved through like three different agents and now we have an amazing agent who I love and he's like his name is Ian Aragetti at ICM and he's just like I don't know how to explain it. He's like family. You know, when you meet See, people and you're like, you have a good team. Yes, yeah. you could be at Christmas with my family and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Like, I could come babysit your kid and it wouldn't be weird. That's, like, that's the dream is finding an agent that's a real human being that yes. can feel for you and yes, still and be a cool. badass. But yeah, I mean, so many of these people in the business are really seedy and weird, and you're like, okay, like I'll let them be my agent, but like I'm not gonna like hang out with them. Like my agent, my manager, I would love to hang out with them. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, but you know, we do. To... We like go through you know several different ones to get there and like it took time yes. it wasn't just like out of the gates and perfect. I loved and yes. I love that like you had to go in and be like I'm I'm a badass I only have one credit but I'm a star I'm a star yeah and you, I hope you like, see that going in with right. that badass quality is just uh -huh. you, you think about who gave who signed Scarlett Johansson when yeah. she was like a kid or who signed Jennifer Lawrence both of them were like kids but like all these people who are <laughs> stars like, Darn it. now yeah who was their first agent that was like I'm gonna take a chance it yeah. was somebody it's gotta happen so to someone right why on earth would you not go in there like I will be like Julia Roberts yeah I will be like Rachel McAdams and yeah. one day they'll tell the story about the agent or the manager that was smart enough to sign them. So is that going to be you? Because you'd be lucky. You Just know, like right I, now. I think <laughs> that is so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's easy to kind of like just assess yourself from where you're at. But mm -hmm. everyone was where you're at at some point. And it's true. They, you just have to value yourself more and know where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I did like I got rejected by at least eight agencies over the past couple of years. Every time I switched, I had multiple meetings and. Um, and I went through 
I think, four agents. Um, the first being terrible, then okay, then meh, then now great. So it just takes time. Um, takes and time. all you need is um, first to believe in yourself. Yeah. And then I think second to find at least which is one person, if it's an agent or manager, that really gets you and believes in you. And that's mm -hmm. so hard to do. Um, but I think it comes from also knowing what you're selling and knowing your brand. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, I was waiting for somebody to like show me who I was. And be like, here I am, blank slate, could do anything. And now I'm like, oh, I know what my alley is. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm selling. And I think that helps people so that they know what they can be looking for. Yeah. It, it, it creates a very um, seamless uh, law of attraction type thing. Yeah. Where if you know what you're selling, then they can easily be like, yeah, that's for me. That's for me. Um, where if you're kind of like, oh, like, I can do it all. I'm, yeah, I'm quirky, but I'm also like, I'm very serious. What are you? Yeah, Just exactly. Give us a clear like, picture. We can all do a bunch of things, but what's your zero? What's your center? Mm -hmm. What's the main savanna? You know? Yeah, maybe that came um, from yoga and uh, like going back to. I feel like did you? You found who you, found you were you, more. I'm putting words in your mouth, but through doing yeah. um, fitness, like having totally. this amazing career, and I'm so excited to see how the two will intermingle. Again, is that a word? Well, her last... Yeah, it is. I didn't even ask you real quick before we have to sign off. Um, your last role, you played a dance teacher. Yeah. That was a, a co-star or a, a guest... What is it? That's the yeah. right word. Guest star role. I have to show it to you. It, you are the funniest <laughs> dance teacher I think I've ever... And she took everything. Fitness, dance comedy being gorgeous Acting. and just oh, just put it all together intertwine <laughs> intertwine what was the show oh, yes. why can't i think of the show name right now two broke girls two broke girls oh my yeah. god yeah huge i've seen the show i've seen the show um, oh <laughs> show. it was super fun but and such I think, a good like, role such thank you role. i love doing that and it was just kismet like they were looking They've been looking for the role forever, and it's they you. were finding all these actresses that they said couldn't dance, and then they kept bringing in dancers that couldn't act, and I was like, oh, perfect. It's, it's my I've role. I've been training for this my whole life. Like, I've yes. uh, been dancing and then acting, but I think that it's like everything. You don't know, like I was saying earlier, how it all connects later. It does. Um, it does, but for now, just be like a faithful servant of like, I'm just gonna do the things that feel right in my body, that like serve the world, that serve me, um, that make me happy, I'm gonna be kind, I'm gonna be gracious, I'm gonna do things with that expectation. Um, and whatever comes at me is what's supposed to come at me. And I don't know how all these dots connect. Um, I could like map out like a couple possibilities, but I really have no idea. No idea, um, you're just But in the meantime, yeah, and, and what feels right to you. You're we're gonna incredible. cheers to that. Cheers. That's a perfect oh, way to end the podcast. Cheers, <laughs> Katie. You're even cheers. cooler than I thought you would be. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. And I had very high expectations. So, and I <laughs> oh. needed really inspiring. We needed Thank that so for today. Much. So seriously, like we needed that. Such a good talk <laughs> to have, and like, yeah, it really helped. Thanks, guys. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. bye, guys. That's our show, and now we're saying so long. Tune in next time on Behind Two. Blondes. The Behind Two Blondes podcast is brought to you by FOU Studios and recorded at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens. The show was created and written by Chase O'Donnell and Savannah Brown. This episode was produced and edited by Chase O'Donnell. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. 
To learn more, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. Boom! Boom.